Welcome to the DC Drop, where we're going to be talking about the Doom Patrol today. I'm Tom. I'm Zach. And I'm Travis. So the pilot of Doom Patrol is out. Some of these characters were introduced in Titans, but this is a full show for Doom Patrol. 15 episodes on DC Universe. Like I said, the pilot was written by Jeremy Carver, directed by Glenn Winter. It's about 58 minutes long. Overall, high-level thoughts. Let's go non-spoilers here, Travis. What do you think of this first episode? Oh, I really love this episode, Tom. Uh, the way they went back and forth with my emotions. I was like sad, happy, angry, everything. Uh, it's the characters that we loved from the Titans episode were touched on and got their own origins. And each one I thought was done fantastic. Uh, there hasn't been much given with the main villain, even though we basically got him narrate, narrate in the first episode. I don't know if that's going to be a staple throughout the show, the season or not, but, uh, I love that as well. So I got I got to say I haven't seen a pilot like this in a very long time. Yeah, I I don't know what else I can add to that. I I absolutely loved this this episode. This was just fantastic storytelling, fantastic um, style. I I liked the music in it. I liked all the characters. I it's going to be hard to pick things I didn't like about this episode. They did just about a perfect job. I think, um, and they did a really, really good job of balancing the the serious moments, um, like you said, like kind of playing with your emotions, but then also the the goofy, weird, wacky moments that hopefully Doom Patrol is going to be known for uh, going forward. So I I don't know what I would change about this pilot episode. Yeah, I I loved it too. Uh, sounds like we're at three for three here. It was awesome. I mean, it was just a beautiful looking episode. Uh, I was really surprised by the visuals and the way it was shot, the way everything was done. It's so well written, such great characters, such great uh, motivation for the characters. So much, so much well done there. And it just like a doom patrol comic, it's kind of all over the place in a good way. It's messes with your emotions. It's tragic. It's heartwarming. It is funny. It's gross. It's sad. It's happy. It's everything. It's got a little bit of everything in there. And it just feels like the Doom Patrol brought to life. Uh, I'm not a, I don't don't know everything about the Doom Patrol, but I've read a little bit. And this feels like it is not afraid to be the Doom Patrol. The world's strangest hero is a bunch of weird guys, Uh, weird team, weird characters. And it fully embraces that and is not ashamed at all to just go full in with the Doom Patrol being what it is. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) So with all these, all these shows out here now, all these superhero shows, comic book shows you kind of have to know that not all of them are for everyone uh for not for everyone who's interested in in superheroes i guess so who would you recommend this to is there a show you would compare it to travis or something like that i mean who do you think this is good for uh probably the same fans of the Titans show that's on the same dc streaming app uh it's in the same world well for what we know anyway and it's kind of the same tone and language and action we haven't seen as much action in the doom patrol yet but just even in terms of graphic scenes we've seen probably more in this one episode of doom patrol than we did see in most of titans but that's probably the one i would say is most like yeah this is i i really like i don't want to play it up too much but this show is really unique compared to almost any other well all other superhero tv shows that i've seen so it's hard to to draw a comparison i think I think some people will will probably make a comparison comparison and it's fair to like Deadpool with the kind of fourth wall breaking narration um but we're we're yet to see if that is going to last throughout the whole show probably not um 
but then like you said people who like titans i think they'll like this the the harder kind of grittier superhero shows um if you liked those kind of dark hard r superhero things that you've seen you'll you'll like this um but then just fans of um like poking fun i think so people who like comedy injected like if you want this to be super serious i would not recommend this show to someone who wants this to be like a really bleak serious take on the superhero story because we saw some hints at some really goofy wacky stuff in this episode and i think we're going to get some even goofier and wackier things uh going forward yeah it is tvma so it's not necessarily for little kids or anything like that but this is a that i think that fits the doom patrol where they're they're not as family friendly of a team they're a weird thing so not for for younger people necessarily but uh i i think even more so than Titans, this is going to have broad appeal just because of the the humor, the way the character it, characters are done. I think this has more it's it's more fun than than Titans, and that's not a dig at Titans. Titans is trying to be something different, but this is I think this has more mass appeal, more more fun. There's lighthearted stuff, but there's also the serious stuff, so it's balanced. I think it's not like this show at all. But if I had to compare it to another DC show, it would be Legends of Tomorrow. I think it's very very different from that. Uh, completely different in so many ways so it's not but i guess people who like legends of tomorrow might be interested in this because it's more of a weird weird characters weird team working together uh not the prototypical superheroes but I, yeah i don't think doom patrol is like legends of tomorrow at all but i think that's who people would most be interested but yeah i think this it's weird because this is such a weird team i think it might have more appeal because it's so unique and so different to what is out there with so many superhero tv shows that are out there now yeah, I couldn't agree more, Tam. Uh, I got a few vibes of, well, we both know X-Men, but it's kind of like Legends of Tomorrow meets HBO, in my sure. opinion, because uh, we kind of have a feeling that Legends would probably go further and a bit more serious if it had the ability to on CW, but this is that's kind of what I got a feeling for, for me, Legends meets HBO. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is kind of feels just a step up in quality. Uh I would have scoffed at some other DC shows being compared to HBO, but this is really well done uh, from from top to bottom. So I guess let's just get into spoilers now. Uh, three of us, sounds like we strongly recommend this. So let's jump in. Uh, what do you want to talk off talk about first, Travis? Uh, I got to talk about the Chief and the change made from the Titans episode that they appeared in to now. Uh, bravo. I love Timothy Dalton. I'm a big fan of his especially in the James Bond movies. I thought he was fantastic and he's a great actor. And I just thought you could tell that he cared about the people that he was taking care of far more than the chief we got in the Titans episode. Even after a minute, I enjoyed Timothy Dalton more than I did the chief uh, that the actor who played the chief in the Titans episode. And that was just probably the first thing I want to talk about is just how good Timothy Dalton was. Yeah. He was, he was really, really good in this episode. Like you said, he, he is a very good actor. And so, he he does a very good job of portraying that kind of like paternal trying to protect them, but then also upset with them when they don't um, follow his rules and just like kind of the patience he has um, trying to rehabilitate these people. Um, but then there's also the mystery of, you know, what is going on with him and Mr. Nobody, what is going on with him when he's leaving? Like, what are these these things that we don't know about him? And and then we also find out that he's lying about certain stuff to to people like lying about robot man's daughter um so things like that so he's definitely got a dark side and uh timothy dalton did a great job of kind of wrapping that all up in in one character yeah there is 
I, th- I thought Chief was fantastic. Like with the whole cast, there were, I don't think there were any weak links in the main cast. I thought everybody did fantastic. And it is a different Chief. He is much more caring, seems like, uh, was still having that angry. I'm sure there's more mystery to Dr. Niles Calder than we know. And we'll probably get into that down the line. But I, I like what we've seen here so far. That was probably the biggest difference from the, the Titans episode and the main cast portrayals. So we open up, what did we, what did we all think of Alan Tudyk as narrating us through this journey? I, I loved it. I, I love Alan Tudyk anyway, and to get him talking to us, uh, the way, the way any superhero story starts with a Nazi, uh, I laughed immediately at that. And the way that he poked fun saying there was one line there, but the critics aren't going to like it. Uh, I just thought this, even him breaking the fourth wall, I just, it was really unique and I thought it blend it well with that and going back and forth through time i thought was really cool and we fast forward it by the end of the show to the present time with two alignment titans but i just loved alan tudyk narrating everyone's origin story i thought it was fantastic yeah alan tudyk was a, a real standout in this um i i love his his narration i love his kind of snarkiness and i uh, there's a lot of times i think like breaking the fourth wall you got to walk a pretty thin line to make it work and not like go overboard and I, I think they walked that line fairly well in this episode i think they they used it at moments when it enhanced the story or like added a good comedic punch but didn't overuse it to the point where it's just kind of like a an old boring goof so i, I think they did a great job with that and yeah his character is really interesting and I, i'm really looking forward to learning more about him and why what he's trying to do and why he's doing it yeah absolutely and he I agree with everything that was said there. And he pulls off some lines that maybe in a lesser actor couldn't quite work or might be groan inducing. But it, the way he says he was a real nobody and he just kind of pauses and the way he <laughs> says it. And obviously he's Mr. Nobody. So the way he pulled that off and, and everything out throughout the rest of the episode was just, it worked just right for me. I, I don't know if they're going to do that as much going forward or if it's, or how that works, if they're going to do it every episode or every season if they're going to do that but i think it worked here very well i agree i have a question for you guys do you think that eric morden mr nobody had a run-in with the chief in the past like maybe coming to him for help after this experiment was done to him uh because when they were talking in the bus at the end of the episode it really gave me feeling that they've met in the past or they've had dealings before yeah they've they've certainly had dealings in the past i don't i don't know what we we obviously don't know the extent of that yet, but I think that's going to be revealed. And I think it's probably going to end up being something along the lines of um, he can kind of portray the chief as a bad person or somebody you shouldn't trust and try to turn the team against him or something like that. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm not sure what their history is exactly. And that's one thing I liked with this show. There's a lot of history to these characters. A lot of them have been around a really long time or very old, but we also get to see them. This is kind of their first adventure as a team together. So I thought that was really cool the way they handled it because Robot Man has been Robot Man for a long time. Uh, Rita Farr has had that power for a long time and we see how they got that. Love those origins, those flashbacks, the way that was handled. But also I think there's still more story to tell and more what have they have done all those years other than, you know, we, we know Robot Man spent a lot of time staring out the window several years doing that without moving. But besides that, what other kind of history do these characters have? Yeah, that really excites me, Tom. Uh, I got a feeling we'll get a lot of story with Larry Trainer and his like past secret relationship to go along with his 
what happened with his wife and kids. Like, I'm curious about what happened with all that because that was uh, he kept that secret from them. So we got a little hint of that. I don't think they would show that without going more with it. And with Rita Farr's origin, it really, uh, by the end of it, I didn't feel really bad for her what happened for the way she acted. And I, I, I want to see how the show is going to make me care for her a lot more than I do right at this moment. So I'm interested to see where they're going to go with both those origins. Yeah. And then obviously we had a main focus, a big focus on, on Cliff Steele, Robot Man's origin. And then just all the twists and turns. Uh, we kind of alluded to that earlier about the the different, like kind of playing with your emotions, but the, I really liked the, the change of, it wasn't a, like a, a racing car, a race car accident. It was actually him driving and he killed his wife. And, and obviously, then we find out like maybe his daughter isn't dead, but um, that's that's a different story. But yeah, I, I really love the twists and turn, turns we had in that story kind of kept you guessing. And then they use it at the right time to kind of like throw down that emotional hammer on you. Yeah, those, those origins were all great. And uh, Cliff Steele's was the best, I thought by far, probably the standout. So, so great. And the way they were all handled and maybe... Rita Farr could use a little more of this, and I hope she gets some in the future. But these are not necessarily the best people, especially if you look at Cliff pre-accident. Uh, not necessarily the best guy, but they showed so much humanity. and they were, Those origins were all so well done that, man, I was rooting for them so much uh, that they're likable. And maybe they're not their, the best superheroes or anything like that yet, but now they're just trying to do the right thing. And you, when you hear them on the phone saying, I want to do better, uh, you really believe him and you're really rooting for him. And then they get in the accident. And then, I, man, I just, I can't believe how badly I wanted Robot Man to be able to take a step up those stairs and see him, those emotional moments with uh, his daughter. That stuff was just all handled so well. I couldn't agree more with both of you guys. That Robot Man was by far the best. Oh, when he made it up top of the stairs, I was so happy. And then to go from that to, finding out that his actual memory of the accident was a false memory he had and he figures out what actually happens like zach said like so got like so playing with my emotions it was like a literal gut punch i was so sad for him and you could see why he didn't do anything but look out the window for years but i also loved how they transitioned from that into the present time where they're all making jokes to each other and interacting with each other like we've seen in the Titans episode. I loved how they switched it up after playing with our emotions just to throw us right into present day. Yeah, and that's that's something kind of unique about this is that they're they're an established team in one sense that they all know each other and they've been together and they kind of know each other's quirks and weirdnesses, um, but they haven't fought together or like tried to save people together. So there's, they're a new team in that sense. And so I think that is something pretty unique that they can play off these characters that really know each other well, but haven't really worked together so far. So we'll get to see them kind of navigating that together. Absolutely. But we also get another wild card added, somebody who hasn't been part of the team recently right. with the introduction of Crazy Jane. She came in a little bit later in the show, in the episode, but I think she'll have a really big role going forward. What do you think of her? Just, uh, I haven't read much comics with her, so I was taken aback a bit, but by the end of the episode, I, I was full on caring about her and loving her relationship with Robot Man. I can't wait to see that explored more and her powers, uh, that one that we only got a glimpse of where she turned big and on fire. I, I wanted to see more of that. And then she completely went back down right away. I was like, oh man. But besides that, I, she, I think besides robot man she was my second favorite character yeah i think this is this is probably 
just like from an acting standpoint, I would say probably the hardest character to pull off because you're you're playing more than one character. You're playing 64 different characters. And so far what I've seen, I, I really, really like, I've been really impressed by the, the differences between the different personalities. And like you said, we, we get those brief glimpses at the power that she has inside of her. And we're going to see that sometime later. So I, that, that gets me pretty excited. Yeah, I think that's a character that in a few episodes will have a lot more fans because she was introduced last and also we had to meet through like multiple different personalities. So it's a, a, we just sort of got a brief introduction to a few different personalities. So we know the least about least amount about Jane. So I think going forward, once we get to see more of that, I will like that a lot more, but I thought it was terrific the way it was handled here, the way she switched uh, kind of can be whatever is needed to be. Uh, but also that, that leads to some fun. And I just love the scenes with her and robot man uh, picking out the, looking for toys for his daughter. That was just awesome. Fantastic. It's just the way they go from funny to serious to heartwarming in seconds is just uh, they're, the writing for this episode. I hope it continues. I don't have any reason to see why it won't, but I, it was fantastic this episode. Yeah. the I I was really surprised by it. like if you stop and think about everything that happens, there's there isn't really that much what you would call like normal superhero plot. There isn't like a big villain that they're they're stopping or a freak of the week or anything like that. Basically, they're just hanging out. We're doing some flashback flashbacks, and they go into town, and Elasta Woman just breaks down, and they have to stop her. And that's that's basically most of the episode, like excluding the ending. Um, but there's still like. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time and there really wasn't that much happening. I just instantly connected with these characters and wanted to know more about them, wanted to know more about their origin. And uh, like you said, Tom kind of rooting for them and wanting them to have normal lives. And then obviously we see that they're not going to have normal lives. And it, it just presented like opportunities for some fun little bits too to inject some humor, like when they get back. And I think crazy Jane says it wasn't that bad right as the TV anchor is saying, bad doesn't even begin to describe it. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that's right. There wasn't a lot of present day story because most of the action and story took place in the the flashback. So it's really just them. They're going out on their first adventure. Uh, And like, oh, that's what's really cool about that. That's from the kind of from the first issue, first appearance of the Doom Patrol way back in 1963. They just kind of show up those three, Robot Man, Negative Man, and Elastigirl at the time. They just, we hear their origins and then they go have their first adventure. That's basically how the first one is. And I love how this is not ashamed of any of that Doom Patrol history, these weird, tragic characters. And it touches on that. And then it takes, um, I know the painting moment, that's directly from Grant Morrison's first issue on Doom Patrol uh, dialogue lifted directly there. So it definitely borrows heavily from that Doom Patrol history uh, like I would want it to. I got to say, guys, the other thing is Chief's interactions with the group are so funny in the present day. I, I, I love it. He was getting ready to leave and robot man's like, bye dad. Uh, just yeah. so funny. Like, uh, and just put in at the right times in the episode. So there's no lulls. I, I, I just loved it. Yeah. And the, the other great moment with chief is when he, like towards the beginning, when he's working on cliff steel, trying to turn him into robot man. And we find out that he doesn't really know how to weld. So he's just sitting there eating ice cream, watching a video on how to do it. That was just like injecting those in little moments, but not like lingering on it too long or hammering it home too hard. It just, it worked perfectly for me. Right. It was 58 minutes long, but it never felt like it dragged or anything like that. And I think some of that 
there's so much room for that kind of comedy with these characters. And I think that really kept the energy and momentum going when you saw all that little fun stuff. Uh, just so much good comedy mixed in throughout. Agreed. Masterclass in writing, in my opinion. I think the, the one moment that maybe almost pushes it too far, but if they had like reacted to it wrong, it would have pushed it too far, but it still worked was the ending when the, the team chooses to protect the town and they go back and they see the the magical donkey that farts words. That is just so unbelievably ridiculous that I think if they had like commented on it or laughed at it or done anything other than just kind of stand there and be like, what is going on? I don't think that moment would have worked, but somehow a magical farting donkey worked for me. Yeah, that's the tricky part about Doom Patrol. It's almost like you have to have that weird stuff. You don't want it just there to be, you don't want it to be weird just to be weird, but that's kind of part of the appeal of Doom Patrol is just all this weird stuff. And I don't think that would that would work on a lot of superhero shows, but it didn't. I, it, I didn't find it jarring here, and that's a testament to how well things were handled. I agree with both of you, and to, more than anything, it just made me think, what is the limits of Mr. Nobody's power? What can he actually do? Because the letters that come out of that uh, fart gas is the, the mind is the limit, which is what he repeated over and over again. So I, I don't know this character very well. So I'm just curious as to his power set. That's just, I, I didn't take it as a, oh man, like that's stupid kind of thing. It just made me wonder about what Mr. Nobody can really do. Yeah. If he can, if he can make that donkey fart, what else can he do? Right? <laughs> Anything. <laughs> yeah. The mind is the limit. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think this was, Overall, tremendous first episode. Yeah, maybe we could have had a little bit. I, I guess if you have to nitpick, maybe it could have had more of the present day storyline going on. But it, it ends on a cliffhanger. It's going somewhere. I don't need that to be resolved in the first episode. It's a TV show, so I didn't need that to be resolved. So it's not really a nitpick. Uh, it's just pointing something out, I guess. But so much fun, such great character work. Really unique, weird characters. I like some of the things it touched on with depression and mental health issues, all that kind of stuff. I think they're going to touch on that more in the future, but also have this unique, quirky way of looking at it. It's very self-aware in that respect. And uh, yeah, I had a ton of fun with this and I'm really looking forward to future episodes. Same. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I wish that second episode was right, ready, available right after I finished watching the first. I think personally that this is probably the best DC TV pilot I've I've seen. Uh, of anything from dc television wise so i i just commend them and i hope they continue this momentum going forward for the rest of the season yeah there's i, I really hope they can keep this going because this is a fantastic start so um like you said tom maybe there are a couple nitpicks but i i would not want to be the person in charge of changing anything about this episode because i think as a whole it just it works completely absolutely uh, so I think that's it for our review. Travis, where can everybody get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore 156. Just drop me a line and we can chat DC anytime. And I co-host Tales from the DC Multiverse, a podcast. Uh, we talk anything DC. So yeah, those are the two places you can find me. All right. Be sure to do that, everyone. Thanks for listening and we'll be back soon. Thanks for having me, guys.